0: Good morning. How is everybody today? Doing well, I hope. Good, good, good. Well, uh, today um, I'm blessed to share um, God's message with you today, the Word of God, and uh, see uh, just what we what He has in store for us today. Um, uh, this week is kind of a, a an in between week. Um, we ended Psalms, and we're getting prepared to start something on next Sunday. So. This was kind of uh, Tony. See where you're being led, and and uh, pick something that uh, that you feel led to preach on. And so it, it started a little different direction at first, but ultimately it come to a question. Actually, about this weekend, um, we have Labor Day weekend. Um, for some of us, that means we have uh, tomorrow off, um, and 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 it just made me ask the question. Like honestly, I've never actually put much thought into it. What is Labor Day? Um, kind of just took it for granted honest I liked having the day off and man I could maybe go camping or something like that so um, Labor Day I dove into it a little bit Labor Day was uh, um, for those of you who don't know like do people know what Labor Day is Union Day, Union day. so there's there's one part I did find in anyone else so do we know why we celebrate Labor Day or anything like that good I wasn't the only one I guess because I was kind of uh, at a loss at it so uh, the late 1800s, um, it, it wasn't uncommon to work seven days a week, 12-hour days, and um, you know, putting in them hours, you were barely eking out a, a living. You were barely surviving. Um, it was uh, basically in the middle of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, we had a lot of factories going on. We had um, like different mines, stuff like that going on, and, and we was pushed, uh, it sounds like, pretty, pretty hard on, on labor. So, in comes what uh, Mr. Colby said about the, the unions. Uh, basically, a group of guys uh, started coming together, and as we all know, there's there's sometimes sometimes uh, power in numbers. And um, we have some of that starting to form in, in the late 1800s where um, your voice was starting to be heard. Um, and so we have actually, if, if you look and you trace a lot of the things back that we have today, there was some good that came out of it. Um, we have... Um, our 40-hour work week, we've got our benefits that we talk about that a lot of us have, um, paid vacation, stuff like that. So there were some things that come out of this. The day itself, um, it talks about that, um, kind of started off as, from what I gather, is a day of picketing, a day of that people would uh, leave their jobs and they'd picket, probably more along the lines of the union stuff, and that's where it came into play, is basically a day uh, to observe Um, uh, the labor practices are our way of, uh, pausing for a moment. And anyways, it went into law sometime late 1800s and that's where it is. So it's a day of, of kind of rest, a day to, um, break away from our jobs. So there's a little bit on, on labor day, how that ties in today's message. That got me thinking about the Sabbath, um, what God commands us to do on, on his day of, 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 rest and so that's where we're going to be walking through today. We're going to be walking in, um, through um, what God t- uh, talks about with the Sabbath, get some more meaning out of um, God resting, and hopefully through all this, see in God's heart more and more and why it's important uh, to, uh, to take a Sabbath, to rest in the Lord. So um, we're going to be starting off, if you want to grab your Bibles, um, we're going to be starting off in Genesis. Uh, chapter 1, and the very last verse of chapter 1, which is 31. So chapter 1, 31, and we're just going to read through 2, uh, 3. And so I'm going to bring us up to speed kind of where we're at before we dive into that. So where we're at in uh, one thirty-one is God just got done creating. He's uh, he made everything, He's created everything, and here we are, we're going to pick up, which is the end of day 6. And uh, as as we're going to read, we're going to see that um, he, he behold, this was good, and everything was done. So that's kind of where we're at in, in God's word before we start. So Genesis 1.31. Let's see. It says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Um, Join me in prayer, if you don't mind. Um, Father, we just read your word. We thank you for your word, Father. On how it shows us you... It brings us more and more in a relationship with you, Father. I pray that that word would come alive today in all of us, Father. That we read it, Father, we take it, we digest it, and we keep it so close to us, Father. Pray for all of us that are here this morning, Father, and pray for those that couldn't make it this morning, Father. That you'd be weighing on our hearts, Lord, to walk with you, to give our lives to you, Father. And for those that don't know you, Lord, but you're calling them there, you're wooing them in, Father. I pray that they would be uh, obedient to those, to those calls, Father. Pray for this message, Lord, uh, that you use me well, Father, and it's your word and not mine. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, I just got done reading uh, Genesis the last part of Genesis 1 and into Genesis 2. So we see um, God made everything. We see that it was finished, and on the seventh day, he rested. So in my study of this, like, I think some of us, myself including, is you just kind of maybe graze over this and you read it, and you're like, that makes sense. Um, he put in these six days. Um, he, he made a lot of stuff, um, uh, creating uh, the universe and such. And, and like man he needs a rest he's probably beat but then that comes to wait a minute isn't this God what do you mean resting why is scripture saying that God rested I, I thought he was um, unlimited in power almighty supreme most high why would why would God need rest in this study that them question started coming up um, in study it is it is used in some ways as a um, found that some people can throw that at Christians and um, can ask, if your God is almighty and all powerful, what is it saying here? How come he needed a rest? That, that caused me to dive into a few things. So that's how we may look at it. We may our initial first, uh, at least that's, I guess, that's how I kind of looked at it as well, is I understood why he needed to rest. Um, if I worked that hard and done all that, I would need rest. Um, but we go on in scripture and we, uh, again, it's like, wait a minute, what does God tell us about himself? And that's where I, I, I turn to scripture again, and what does God say? So before we dump, jump into that, I just want to side note one thing here that uh, was pointed out to me. If we read in that text, it says, and he rested on the seventh day. It doesn't say that he needed rest. It just says that He rested. The other thing that I kind of wanted to just touch on, I don't want to go deep into this, is there can be um, disputes, um, talks that pulls us away from God's Word on, well, you should be honoring the Sabbath on Saturday, or you should be honoring the Sabbath on Sunday. If you read God's Word in Scripture, there's nothing that says what day. It says work six, rest on the seventh. I um, want to make that clear. Like It's about the heart. We don't want to become legalistic and say, oh, man, I have to on this day or else. Like We, we want to make sure we don't turn into that, uh, the Pharisee mentality of upholding the law no matter what, and we forget the heart of the message. Um, again, that, that's not in Scripture. I just wanted to touch on that. Um, there's traditions and certain things why we do what we do in certain areas but again it's not, um, we don't want to go down a legalistic road of it has to be on this day or Saturday or whatnot. So in that being said those are the few things I wanted to touch on. Now I want to go through scripture and show what God says about himself. So in Genesis 17.1 God is called Almighty. He's an Almighty God. He is above everything, above all. He doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't tire. Um, Psalm 147.5 says, Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Abundant in power. He has reserves. He's got left over. He's got an abundance of this. doesn't sound like a God to me that would get tired. Um, Yeah, an abundance in power his understanding is beyond measure we can't understand his ways He's, you know I like to use the analogy of the little ant that's crawling around and building his little uh, ant pile and stuff like he, he probably thinks he knows everything he's got it all figured out what he's supposed to do but us with the wisdom that we have and what we can see we know that that ant man he only knows just a little bit there's so much more out there that that ant don't have a clue that's a fraction of what it is with us on God's understanding, on what God knows, um, the power, and how it's beyond measure. That's just a little simple analogy to try to get us to reflect on, like, what God knows and what we really don't know. We think we know a lot, but honestly, there's so much we don't. Just like the ants screwing around, we really, there's a lot that we don't know that God knows. Isaiah 40, 28, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Again, we see it again, what scripture says about God. He does not faint. He does not grow weary. He's an everlasting God. Um, You know, everlasting to me, pops into my head, the stupid energizer bunny. (laughs) He is so much more than that. He, uh, He never fails. His batteries never run out. Um, Energizer bunny ain't got nothing on him type thing. Um, he goes forever. Um, doesn't grow weary. Doesn't faint. And again, here we see his understanding is unsearchable. His ways are so much more vast than ours. We have to remember that. That humbles us. That keeps us in kind of check. <clears throat> Wanted to move on to show a little bit of how God created So we're seeing who God is, what he says about himself. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't need rest. Here's how he created. In Genesis 1 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. He simply spoke the words. There was no straining. There was no I'll try harder. There was no experimenting with this. He just spoke. That's the power, that's the awesomeness of our God that we have a relationship with. Psalm 33, 9 says, For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Doesn't that bring awe? Doesn't that bring, like, wow? Like, not only does our God not have um, problems of getting tired and just, like, he has limitless power, but he speaks and things exist. And he calls us into relationship with him. Again, that's humbling. That's like, wow, that's amazing to me. So I hope through scripture here, we have seen that God does not tire. He doesn't grow weak. So that brings us up to, okay, we see what scripture says about God. We see what Scripture says about um, his unlimitless power. brings us back to the the first part, rest. What is this rest that God is talking about at the first? He worked for six days, he created, and then on day seven he rested. So that's where uh, there was a lot of thinking, a lot of pondering, a lot of studying, a lot of uh, God help me with this. And uh, so it may look simple here, but it, it wasn't so simple for this man to figure this rest part out. Um, and it come basically, there's two types of rest, and I never just gave it much thought. There's the type of rest where possibly we're hiking up that mountain and we're winded, we're dying, we're like, man, I gotta stop, I gotta relax, I, I need to take a breath, I need to rest. There's that type, which I kind of was thinking that of God, to be honest with you, at the first. there's the other type of rest that if you actually start jumping into some of the Hebrew words and the roots and where they come and what it can say in Hebrew, it's not only rest, but to cease or to stop. It's giving rest from a specific activity. I wrote this out to, to help my mind. It's, it's like I was given rest for my job today and allowed to go home to catch up on some chores. It's not that I'm physically beat, but I stopped one thing and moved on to another. I got some rest from, from my chores. It's not I went home and I was done, I was beat, like that type of rest. It was I stopped, I ceased, and i done something else. So we see that if you go back and you read what it says in there, it talks about like that type of resting, that God ceased, he, he quit, he rested on that day, not because he was physically exhausted, it's he ceased, he stopped creating. He moved on. What did he move on to is kind of where we're going on to next. So we've seen here that God doesn't tire. We see that he speaks and things happen. And we see that he stopped creating after day six. So what does all this mean? What does this mean for us as the believer, as the as um, a walker in Christ, and why is it important? And that's where I'd like to turn now to uh, Deuteronomy 5, 12, 15. And this is after the actual law that was given in Exodus, so we're moving a little bit forward, but there's some good meaning here on, uh, on some key points I'd like to pick out, um, if you guys wouldn't mind turning there. Okay, so Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So looking back on what we're seeing here. The Sabbath day. Observe it and keep it holy. You start diving into this and you start thinking and you start like saying, okay, so God ceased. He quit creating. And then he rested. Like he, he moved on to something else. What is that? It's a day where God stopped creating and he started engaging with us. Like ponder that for a minute. The God of the universe created everything there is, and then he stopped, he stood back, and said it was very good. And then he, like, he, he communicated with us, he talks with us, he lives with us. He engaged with the creation he made. And it's holy to him. He said, let this day be Holy observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy as the Lord God commanded you. Like it's important to him to communicate with us, to commune with us, to engage with us. It's important. That shows a little bit of like, like how, how the love he has for us. The creator of all stops and says, I want to engage with my creation. I want them to know me. I want to know them. I, like that's, that's amazing to me. So, what does that mean for us? Our Sabbath. It's a day we we should follow likewise. We should rest, we should stop, we should cease from all of our daily routines, our normalcies throughout the week, and we should stop and we should engage with our Creator. We should stop and engage like really engage with Him, talk with Him. Um, He desires that with us. Like again, He made that day holy. He wants us. He wants to be with us. So it's not that we can't engage and talk to Him throughout the week, but He's saying on that day, I just would, I want you guys to pause. I want you to enjoy in me. I want you to be with me as He wants to be with us. In 15, and they're in 5.15, It says, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. On that Sabbath day, where we're taking a stop and we're communion with God, where um, we're engaging with Him, like it tells us here we should remember. Now, we weren't a slave to Egypt. But every single one of us here has been a slave to sin. Now, for those of us that um, have a relationship that have been saved, we we understand the freedom in Christ. We understand this uh, this freedom that he gives us. And we remember when we were a slave to, uh, to sin. And we remember God bringing us out of that. On that Sabbath, that should be a day of remembering that. Now, if you're in here and you possibly don't have that relationship and you don't understand that, like um, I pray for you. I pray that you would understand um, God's freedom, His rest in Him. It's, it's there, it's real, and, and it's for all. So we remember the time that we were in slavery to sin. It's a time to remember, to reflect on um, what Jesus did for us. He fixed that broken communication that we kind of messed up. He fixed that. It's just a time of reflecting and thinking throughout that week on who He is and, and where we are at. Therefore, on the very last of 15, it says, therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the, to keep the Sabbath day therefore God commanded the Sabbath day. We see again, it's important. Therefore, because of all this, because God made a Sabbath and he made it as holy as a day that he recognized, we should recognize it. And it's important. It's important to stop work and engage with our creator. So important that we actually turn to the commandment the first time it was brought up, which is in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. We see that it's a commandment here in the in the Ten Commandments. Like, it's very important that, that he talks about it as a commandment. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. There it is again. Keep it holy. It's holy to him. He engaged with us after he created. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath, remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. What's the heart of the Sabbath? The heart is God, stopped with creating and engaged with his creation. He communicated with us. He wants a relationship with us. Remember that. Remember that, church. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. It's a time of stopping. It's a time of ceasing. It's a time of rest in the Lord. It's important. I mean, he put it as a commandment. It's for our benefit. I think we can all just get tied up so much in work and thinking we've got to provide and we're not going to make it here, we're not going to do that. Like, and God has us. Like he's specifically telling us to rest and get to know him. You know, and it goes over again. On it, you shall not do any work, and not just you, but you, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, the sojourner who is within your gates. Like we don't just rest, sit back with God, and tell everybody else, "Make sure you do my chores." Like it's important that all. I mean, including the livestock. That that uh, seems kind of, but that's how important it is. Like. Everybody rest in the Lord. Again, it's a day to remember who He is and who we are. God has that day. No matter how much we think we're behind on things, God is in control. God has it. That's something that I could possibly hear a little bit more is is I feel there's just not enough time sometimes. God has it. Verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. You know what? If God can speak all of that into existence in six days, I'm pretty sure that he can handle the one day that possibly I don't get to my chores or I don't get to everything. I think he's got this. I think he can handle any of this stuff. So here's a little just rabbit trail for just a second. I got really thinking about terms. I had to look up, and this sounds pretty funny, I had to look up the word work and define it, because I was struggling with this, like, what defines work? Um, the legalistic Tony was starting to come out, like, what defines work? So, anybody off the top of your head, could you define it? Probably a lot more smarter people than me, because I, I, I if you, I was going around and around. Anybody? Dave, I know you got this. <laughs> Okay. Um, this one is one that uh, just uh, um, I Googled, I found, um, and, and it worked, it helped me understand. It says work, activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. I'm okay, that kind of hits me, a purpose or result. So I go to work at work, and and I am there to, to um provide a service for them to a result. the same thing if i'm mowing the lawn like it's to uh, maintain my yard it's a purpose result so then my mind well what is not work and i started coming across well that is i guess playing a game um yeah we take it sometimes as life and death (laughs) but ultimately it's a game and it doesn't really matter what happens Uh, If I win, the same outcome's the same. If I lose, the same outcome's the same. So it started bringing in some more of what God is asking us to do, like to stop. I don't, on this day, there is no purpose. There is no end result. I don't need you to do something for me. I don't need you to try something, work harder. I just want you. Um, And and those things just started pondering more and more, like we have work, and then we have things that are not work, which is playing games, which is um, hanging out, fellowship. Like there is no end result that I'm looking for. And that's how I just visualized with God, like saying, I don't want no work on that day. I want you and only you. I don't want your deeds. I don't want any of that stuff. I just want you. That helped me in my weird brain working this out and figuring out, like, I never actually asked myself, what is work? I tried to figure it out, but that just helps me in that. So lastly here. We go on the last verse and it says, therefore again, therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Church, he loves us much. He desires us much. So much so that he had blessed, that he blessed that day and made it holy. And he commanded us to do the same because it's that important. It's that important to connect with him. And all the chaos that we got going throughout the week, and yes, we pray, and yes, we walk with him, one day put the brakes on and rest in him. Remember, he stood back and he said it was good. And God engaged with his creation. You know, I said it earlier. He came down, he he engaged with us, and, and we done the unthinkable. We disobeyed, we done some things. We kind of disengaged from him. We kind of said, We got this. I, I can be God for a moment and, and I've got this. Just love how he still pursued us. He still like, just didn't write us off. He re-engaged. He was always there. And he come down and he made it to where we can have communication with him again. He came down. He, he gave his life for us to show him again how much he loves us, how much he desires us. Sometimes you just have to, have, have to ask why. What is so special about us? And you just come down and say, you know what? God made us. God calls us special, and we, we stand on that, and we, we accept that. Remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. Thanks, guys.